Hey everybody and welcome to the Darkcast. This is DCI number 50 and I'm your host, Jonathan Miley. In this episode, I'm really excited to tell you that we have a lot of awesome things coming your way. Not only do we have a fantastic interview with David Brevik, who is the CEO of Gazillion Games and the lead designer on Marvel Heroes, now Marvel Heroes 2015, but we also have a hundred random character giveaways to give away to you just for listening to the podcast. So, in this episode, David talks all about the changes that have gone on uh, under the hood and on the outside of, of Marvel Heroes, and it all sounds really fantastic. They're adding tons of new content. They've added tons of new content. It's a great time to jump into Marvel Heroes, and probably one of the best incentives of that is... Uh, Gazillion Games has given us a hundred free character download codes, so that means we have them to give to you. All you have to do is email us at podcast at darkstation.com and tell us who your favorite Marvel hero is. Uh, for more information about the game, you can check out darkstation.com. There we'll have links to the game, videos, all that kind of good stuff. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at darkstation underscore com. And if you want to subscribe to us, we are on iTunes or the Darkcast. While you're there, give us a review and let us know what you think of the show. And uh, we want to thank you so much for listening to this episode, and we hope you enjoy the interview as much as Brian and I did conducting it. So... Thank you for listening. Now, on with the show. And uh, just one little note, we did have some technical difficulties about an hour into the podcast where my computer just totally shut down. Um, thankfully, everything remained recording, but since I was the one hosting our Skype call to do the interview, uh, it meant that we got disconnected, so there will be a spot where Brian just kind of stops talking and then we head straight into the end game um, where if you're not familiar with it it's where we ask more personal opinionated questions like who's your favorite video game character and yes it's directly ripped off of Inside the Actor Studio so there you go Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on the Darkcast today. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good. Doing good. pretty good. I uh, I beat Wolfenstein: The New Order for the second time this weekend because I'm a crazy person. Congratulations! So, thank you. It's <laughs> it's very rare that I finish a game and go, well, that was fun. Let's do it again. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Um, so sadly, that was why I I did not play Marvel in preparation for this interview uh i downloaded it and i I made an account and then i was like well i'm just gonna play steam for a little bit while that finishes (laughs) downloading and then it was like you know sunday night and i was like well that didn't happen so but (laughs) thankfully brian is far more prepared than me uh he actually put what a dozen or so hours into it a dozen more absolutely yeah so uh so he he will be asking most of the questions uh because mine all pertain to nazis and you know Hydra <laughs> definitely relevant, but um, 
It's close. It's close, right? Yeah. Oh, well, you know, if we had a whole bunch of red skull material or something like that, then that would probably be more appropriate. But uh, Alaski <laughs> is not in the game yet. So. Huh. But the, the Hydra's there. Yes, exactly. So maybe so, someday we'll make that crossover. But never not... know. <laughs> BJ Blazkowicz. Yeah, BJ Blazkowicz can be one of the new heroes. You know, tie in crazy stuff like that. Lots of <laughs> lots of potential. Um, well, uh, before we kind of get into the interview proper and talk about all the new stuff that's coming to Marvel Heroes, tell us a little bit about uh, who we're talking to, uh, what you do at uh, Gazillion Games. Sure, yeah. Uh, my name is David Brevik, and I'm the CEO of Gazillion Entertainment. And we've been, uh, I've been in the video game industry for 23 years now. Um, and uh, I made my first company in 1993, a company called Condor, I was, and uh, that changed its name. We were acquired and changed our name to Blizzard North, and uh, I was president of Blizzard North for 10 years, and I made... You guys just worked Netflix. on little games, right? Yeah. yeah. I think, I think <laughs> I've heard of that. Um. <laughs> and uh, I made the Diablo series of games, and, um, and, and uh, left there after about 10 years in the early 2000s. Then I went to uh, and made an, another studio called Flagship Studios, where we made a product called Hellgate London. And now I'm here at Gazillion, where I came on originally to be the creative director for the Marvel Heroes product, uh, but now I'm CEO, and that's how these things go sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be completely honest, uh, I came home for lunch and kind of looked at the uh, who we were talking to, and, and I said, I, re I kind of recognize that game. I wonder what he's done before. <laughs> And then I had a small freak out and ran upstairs and told my wife what was going on. So, <laughs> thank you for Diablo. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, it's amazing. People still today, they, they just, they really love that game. It's, uh, you know, I, I feel so blessed to have been, uh, you know, the force behind that. And it's, I worked with such amazing people that together we made something really amazing. Yes. Piles Absolutely. and piles of loot and gold later, yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, we could probably spend a whole lot of time talking about your, your backstory, so we probably shouldn't get into that. Uh, but tell us a little bit about uh, Gazillion. When did it start? Uh, how big's the studio? Like, Sure. Kind of stuff. Uh, we've been around for almost 10 years. Uh, it was started out as an educational entertainment company. Uh, it was actually founded by Romero and a couple other people. Uh, and uh, then it changed into kind of a hardcore gaming company. <laughs> 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 and uh, so uh, I've been here about five years. And like I said, I came on to be the creative director originally. And uh, there were a bunch of other projects and stuff going on, and uh, really, when it came down to it, this Marvel contract and the, 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 the ability to make these Marvel games is what drew me here, and that's what we focus on now. company is about 120-ish people big. Uh, it's uh, located in San Mateo in California, and um, you know we've been uh, live now with Marvel Heroes. The product is... Uh, been out for about a year, and we're coming up on our anniversary this week, and uh, and the uh, you know we're we, we're launching it again. It is going to be uh, titled Marvel Heroes 2015, 
and uh, and so that's kind of a little bit about the company and where we're going in the short, short term. Fantastic. So I guess we should stop you know beating around the bush and let's talk about uh, Marvel Heroes. Uh, before we get into the update, uh, for anybody that doesn't know uh, kind of what the base game is, can you talk a little bit uh, about what that is? Yeah, I mean, it's not really hard to imagine what this is. You can take <laughs> my background, which is Diablo, and add the Marvel superheroes and then kind of mix in a little MMO and make it free-to-play, and that's what Marvel Heroes is. So it is you're playing as the Marvel superheroes, and you you know you have a bunch of powers and trees and you level up and there's random items and random levels and all the kind of things you would expect almost from a Diablo-like game, an action RPG, and but you're playing as the Marvel superheroes in the Marvel Universe with a story and uh, all the art and all the depth of that beautiful IP. So coming from, I, coming from that, that kind of Diablo-ish background, um, and it, especially where you had a game where basically everything was yours as far as the characters and that and, and getting to design like the armor and the pieces of st stuff that go on them um how different was that going into kind of a licensed property where those characters are those characters and they come with an entire entirely different set of expectations yeah i mean it was i was definitely you know, I'm a big Marvel fan, so it's. I, I was definitely looking forward to this. We knew it would be a little bit of a challenge or whatever, because it's not like, oh, you're going to get some breastplate or sword, and it's going to change the way that your character looks. You know, that's kind of, uh, you know, some of the things that we have to tackle. But these characters have had thousands of different looks in the comics and the movies, and we have access to all of this. That's what makes this this particular license really exciting. We we it isn't just a an X-Men license, or just a Spider-Man license, or just yeah, a Deadpool everything. license. It's <laughs> and it's glorious. Everything. It, is, it is everything from the comics, the movies, you know, anything you can think of, all the stories, all the characters, etc., etc. So, uh, it's very unique in that way, and we've worked very closely with Marvel, uh, being able to come up with a whole bunch of looks uh, that from different points in the era. So, that I think that you know, yes, there is kind of a set standpoint from these characters and their personality and stuff, but that allows us to do some really unique things. There's all sorts of stuff in this action RPG that's never really existed in action RPGs, and that's one of the things I was looking forward to the most. The fact that you can fly around or ride a motorcycle or whatever it is 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 stuff that doesn't exist in, in typical action RPGs. And so that part of it is really what drew me towards it. And uh, and I think that that it's really paying off now. I think that it's, uh, you know, the game is is vastly improved from a year ago, and uh, and I think that uh, we, you know we continue to have kind of a new hero every month and a different play style. Uh, and you know we have thirty, I don't know, whatever, thirty three or thirty four or something like that different heroes in the game. It's basically the equivalent of thirty three or thirty four different character classes, which is just unheard of in an action RPG. And each month we get something new, a new play style. And that's uh, that really keeps it fresh and different from everything else out there. What what goes into choosing the characters? Because you have a, a diverse isn't even the right word for it. I mean, we've got the the greats like the the, the Avengers, um, and especially with them kind of being real the real big push by Marvel right now, it's awesome to have them there. Yeah. Uh, but then you've got like Squirrel Girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh, you know, it comes down to 
Well, all right. I won't lie. It's a cage match. Uh, there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wanted to hear. I wanted to know that that at the end of the month, when these things go up and we're picking the next character, that it is character on character. Somebody's going down. Only one survives. Yes, exactly. Well, you would think there'd be some grandmaster strategy to this entire thing, but honestly, there isn't that much. It is. It is based on a, a variety of factors. Uh, originally, you know, the lineup was a lot of, you know, at least half of them are going to be pretty easy to pick. You're going to want to do the Avengers and Spider-Man and, you know, the most prominent X-Men and things like that. That So that, that first set kind of makes itself. As for wh who we do next and whatever, there's a lot of feedback with our community. Uh, and we talk about it and, you know, what they're kind of interested in. And then we have our own plans of where we want to take the title. So a mix between those, I think, has really, is really been uh, how we choose our next stuff. Very cool. So what, what have been some of the changes uh, that you guys have made um, over the past year? Oh, my God. It is. What are some of your favorite changes? There we go. Let's let's narrow that down I, I, a little bit. I'd actually like to. Uh, I, I want to go ahead and just say that one of the things that I um, that I did not enjoy when it first came out was how all the story um, progress was tied together. Um, and starting it up this past weekend and being able to jump from you know my level almost level thirty Hulk um, into you know starting a cap or into the gambit that I bought um, and not have to kind of drop that progress was immediately like a plus change right away thanks that's that was a big one i completely forgot about that one the, uh... <laughs> that, that was the one that really stuck out oh thanks uh you know i think that my favorite change over the past year is one of the very first changes that we made the very one of the very first changes we made was we changed the way that you acquire heroes in the game originally uh when the game came out Heroes were dropped uh, as a random drop. Uh, and what ended up happening is that there were kind of two scenarios. One was you're the unluckiest person in the universe and you never got a drop. And I played 500 hours and I'm crying. <laughs> and the other person is the luckiest person in the world who played 10 hours and got three drops. And, you know, and, and the 500 person's tears on the board and the... And the and the ten-hour person's like nee hee hee hee. So the uh, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, also then there was the person that got you know played a decent amount and got a few drops, but none of the drops were the ones that they really wanted. So it was like there was really almost nobody that was winning at this game, and um, and so we made a, a a radical change not only to the business model but the uh, but the way that you acquire the heroes. Uh, and that was that we we started dropping something called Eternity Splinters. And what these do are, these are drops that happen kind of at random. Uh, they're kind of a weighted random, and the, the longer it goes, the higher chance of it is dropping and things like that. And, uh, and you, get, you get one, I would say, every five-ish minutes or so, something like that. One of these Eternity Splinters drop. And you collect them, and then over time you can buy whatever hero you would like with these splinters. So every single hero in the entire game is for sale. Every even the new ones that come out are immediately for sale for splinters uh, that you can just buy the exact one that you're looking for. Uh, and that was a massive change to the game, but it showed a bunch of things that I thought were really important to us. First and foremost, it showed that nothing 
was sacred to us. There is no design that is so pristine and so unbelievable that we're not going to change it. Everything can be modified and improved. And we weren't, we aren't willing to, or you know, satisfied with it being a mediocre experience. We want a fantastic experience. And so we're willing to change anything, and no, there is no, you know, there is nothing that can't be changed to make better. So that I think that was one thing. The second thing is that I felt like we really listened to the community. So the community voiced their displeasure with this. We thought about it, we worked on it, we discussed it with the community, and together we came up with a solution. And this is a very different thing than most most uh, game companies. We are extremely active in the community. Literally every single person in the entire company can post on our forums at any time, no matter what position you are. You know, you can be in finance, you can be a designer, you can be in operations, it doesn't matter, and they do. They, they post on the forums and discuss things with the community all the time. And this is a very different mentality and approach than a lot of places and we listened to them and then I think the third thing was we listened to them and we made this change and it was extremely quick and I think that all of this then I mean within a month we had changed the way that this happened and the way that you acquired heroes after you know finding out about this and a month later it changed we patched this game every week which is really unprecedented there is no other company that has made the amount of changes or the amount of content that we have made in the last year and that's why I think that Marvel Heroes 2015 is you know worthy of a new title because there we have made a tremendous amount of changes I, you know I could list out maybe 10 uh, changes but it really wouldn't do it justice there there have been literally hundreds and hundreds of changes including new heroes every month well, I think it definitely shows, especially uh, quality-wise, that you guys are putting your your best foot forward for this. Um, obviously, now we're moving into uh, you know the one-year anniversary. We've got Marvel 2015 coming up. Uh, what what kind of stuff are we going to be expecting from this uh, this kind of celebration, as it were, of of Marvel awesomeness? <laughs> well, uh, you know, it's going to be a month of awesomeness. I, that's <laughs> I, I, oh, good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's settled then. The uh, uh, so I you know we we do things all the time. One of the things that people I mean people don't realize the kind of things that we do with this game. I don't think uh, every week we're running some kind of event. It is like this last weekend. It was this Odin Mark event, uh, which is anyway. I'm getting into the weeds, but the uh, <laughs> uh, uh, it, it is something that you know a lot that people. It takes a long time to acquire these Odin marks. You can buy these legendary items with them and stuff like that. And we did this special event where they are dropping more, you know, dropping randomly through the game and stuff. And so people really like that. The week before, it was a Sentinel event that was kind of tied in loosely with the uh, the, the X Men movie. And uh, you know, they, I don't remember what it was the week before that. It all blurs together. But it's the, uh, uh, we'll have a few few weeks ago. I guess two months ago now we had this thing called the Top 10 Weekend. And the Top 10 Weekend was the 10 best events that we've done. This is our 10-month anniversary, so we're going to take the top 10 events, the top 10 favorite events of the last year, we're going to put them all in this one weekend at the same time. And it's just like, it's just it was bananas. There was all sorts of things going on and all sorts of drops and all sorts of crazy stuff happening. And people loved it, you know, and it's the... Uh, so 
this month is uh, is no exception to that rule. This is going to be a, you know really kind of ratcheting it ratcheting it up. The anniversary starting on Wednesday is going to be uh, really exciting. We've got uh, uh, a bunch of massive features that we've been working on for a while coming going live, like raids. Uh, this is the first action RPG in the world with raids. The uh, <laughs> And uh, and it's you know it's ten people and there's a lot of strategy. It's kind of what you would expect from like any kind of hardcore MMO, uh, you know, rating system. And that's very unusual not only for an action RPG, but uh, it's you know I, I think that that just shows you how much we, how far we've come in the last year. Um, that we can actually introduce something like that. It's also really unusual for an action RPG because it really solidifies us as an MMO as well as an action RPG. No other game, like all the competition, that's not really the, the way that the, the game works. And here you're fighting alongside of 10 other people or whatever it is in that particular zone. There are other zones that you can have 50 people, but that, that this one in particular you can have 10 rating. So that's one big feature. And we've been working on the rating system, no joke, for six months, and so we're really excited about that. The um, and then uh, the Omega system. The Omega system is this week as well. It is uh, it is an alternate advancement system. You might be familiar with these things. They they have a the you know AA points from EverQuest or the Paragon system from Diablo three. It's that kind of thing where you can modify your character. But it's really kind of an elaborate tree of all sorts of little abilities that you can customize your hero with. Uh, and so and it's going to take a while to max out the points and stuff like that in that, that system. It's gonna, we're really excited about that. Lots of, lots of extra builds, lots of customization that can kind of come out of that system. So it will really add a lot of depth and complexity to every single hero. What is really neat about the Omega system is that the points are accrued no matter what player you're, what hero you're playing, no matter what level they are, no matter what you're doing, you're always accruing these points, and the points can be spent individually with each hero. So you can, uh, you know, you have, let's say, a, a thousand points, you can spend those thousand points with Wolverine, and then you can spend the same thousand points and customize Iron Man in a different way, but, you know, your cap is a, a level your cap is on a, an account basis, and you're, you can spend it individually on each hero. So it's kind of it's a very friendly system that allows a lot of uh, customization on all of your heroes on your roster, and it doesn't penalize people for playing, you know, lots of characters versus one character or anything like that. We also have secured trading. Thank God, finally we have secured trading. No wow. more, <laughs> no more dropping items on the ground and hoping that the other person doesn't pick up the wrong thing. The, uh... If there was honestly, if there was anything that carried over, kind of from Diablo one and two, it was that that I was kind of hoping was going to go away. So that that makes me very happy. <laughs> yeah, that that's coming this week. We have uh, we have a uh, a new team up. One of the features that we've come out with is team up, sort of like hirelings from Diablo two. Same sort of philosophy. They're you know people that kind of team up with you, and they have some inventory slots and special powers and things like that that you can customize. And uh, so we have Beta Ray Bill team up coming out this week. We've got, um, I don't know, there's a whole bunch of things. Oh, the Mac is turns open beta on our anniversary, so you can play on the Mac now. Wow. So really, it's just, I mean, there are so many things that are that are happening this week. It's unbelievable. And then, so lots of stuff, not only this week, but it's just the whole month. And hopefully capping off, 
the end of the month looks very much like achievements will be going live, which we're really excited about as well. Nice. Okay. That's it. Now, not to go all infomercialist on you, uh, but that sounds like a like a fantastic amount of content um, that will cost a fantastic amount of money. Yes. How, how how is this expansion rolling out? Uh, is it rolling out like all of the content in the game? Absolutely, one hundred percent free. That's, that's it. That, there's that's no there's no price. It is free. You can access it all, play it all, whatever. Free. It's all completely free. And, the, and so, uh, really, it's you know, it is fundamental to the business model that we don't charge for any kind of content or access to anything. The only thing that we that we charge for are like cosmetic things or maybe some boosts or whatever. You can earn all of the, uh, nearly everything in the entire store by uh, the, the only thing you can't earn are some costumes. But there are costume drops in the game. Uh, and uh, so the, the, you can earn the heroes by playing the game and things like that. You don't have to buy the heroes. But if you want a shortcut, that is something you can buy. So really, the entire game is free. All the content is free. You can play the raids, the, use the Omega system or whatever, all all of it is for free, and we give you lots of boosts for like leveling up uh, uh, your your heroes. Once you get to level cap, there are account-wide bonuses for leveling other heroes, and all sorts of synergies and all sorts of things that can really add to the depth of the game as you level more and more of these heroes. Uh, one other thing that we are doing, which is kind of a little bit crazy, you know, I, like I said, we were a little crazy over here, and we did that ten month ten, <laughs> the, the top ten, ten thing or whatever. Well, we've gone a little nuts with the giveaway this time, uh, we are giving away, to celebrate our, our anniversary, we're giving away 365 items. <laughs> so, uh, there <Okay>. are <laughs> there are a lot of really fun things that we're going to be giving away this week. Uh, it, you know, there's a quest in there to, to get 365 items. A lot of fun stuff, uh, including a uh, a costume, an exclusive costume, just for this anniversary. It's a, uh, it's a Punisher costume. Looks great, uh, and he's got kind of a beard and a bandana over his eye and stuff like that. It's sold. He, yeah, it's awesome. He's got. Uh, we've got. Um, God, I'm drawing a blank. We've got. Uh, there was one other super. Oh, I know what the other thing is. You get a free stash tab, so you're not going to have an extra bank slot or whatever. So we're giving that away. So lots of really good giveaways in this 365 items, including items that you know we're giving you boosts and all sorts of stuff that you normally have to pay for are all free. You guys can try them out and et cetera, et cetera. So that's uh, I, I, we're really excited about giving away that that much stuff, uniques, all sorts of stuff. It's going to be awesome. So they moved you up, obviously, to CEO because you have this great. Um, deal with Oprah and giving things away. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I you yeah. know that. <laughs> I mean, luckily they're all digital stuff. It's not like here you get a car, you get a car, you get a Ghost Rider motorcycle, you know that kind of thing. So <laughs> yes, I mean, that uh, shows up. Um, and I've always kind of been interested to know, especially because eventually you guys have to make money, and I can't. I I, I wouldn't think that you've made it like a whole year. Um, it, it simply, you know, kind of uh, just, just. I'm not phrasing this right. Um, do you guys? Obviously, you guys see kind of like a, a benefit in in not only offering this stuff, but in kind of offering choice. I mean, just using my own experience, you know, I come back, I put in probably close to 
30 something hours when I was reviewing the game when it first came out. Um, and now, you know, I, I like I said, I spent <laughs> and I was kind of surprised too um, that my Steam clock went up 12 hours this weekend just for me playing. And probably the first thing I did is when I was looking through the the heroes that were available and kind of things that were been added, I saw you guys had Gambit and I immediately put down on that. Um, it, and it worked out in my favor because I also got Taskmaster because you guys were offering like a buy one get one. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, uh, you know my mom taught me well. You say Bogo, you know, we have to show up there for something. <laughs> um, do, do you find that kind of allowing people to have choice um, kind of almost engenders them to, to, to spend a, a little bit more or, or to actually kind of spend money as, as kind of like a thank you for that? Uh, yeah, maybe. I, I don't really know. I mean, that the, the, honestly, you know, my philosophy on the free-to-play thing is very different than, and you know, I hope that no board members are listening to this. But the, uh, <laughs> which we'll is specifically that, you know, keep them off of the tweet when this goes out. <laughs> the, uh, uh, you know, I, I have my great golden dream is just to make games and give them away for free. And so now I found a business model where I can do that. And so it was like it was. <laughs> It, it was it was perfect because I don't do this. I mean, I, I do this because I love to do it. I love this. I mean, nobody in their right mind would do this without really loving it because the hours are unbelievably insane, and it's super stressful and difficult and et cetera, et cetera. But it's the uh, but you know I do it because I love it, and that I just want to share that with people. I want to entertain. I want to. I want people to enjoy the things that I work on and et cetera, et cetera. So uh, you know, that's really the, how we approach this. It's not really about about uh, trying to really, you know, make sure that we get people to buy things or anything like that. There's there's no Jedi mind tricks that are really going on here. That you've given us way too much credit. <laughs> the uh, uh, it is it is much more straightforward than that. Which is I'm trying to give away as much as I possibly can. That said, I think that you know, with our very close relationship that we have formed with our community. The fact that, like, literally, I stream playing the game several times a week. Myself and my wife, two, three, four hours a night, we're playing with the community, we're streaming, we're talking about the game, people are asking me questions. We do this three, four times a week, whatever. And uh, and so, you know, I think that that bond that we've formed with the community has paid off with a lot of goodwill towards us. And we have really uh, incredible statistics for a free-to-play game. And we're very grateful for that. So, uh, again, there are no real tricks here. The idea is to uh, is to be generous and kind-hearted rather than trying to get every nickel and dime. All right. Well, since you've successfully passed the monetary portion of our test, um, <laughs> the the next next Woo! stumbling block. Um, let, let's let's see if we can get you here. Uh, there's you mentioned rates. And obviously, when you think of like you know, like uh, the first thing that comes to mind is because that's that's what I spent the most time doing ever, and oh god, um, is the the kind of epic encounters from WoW, uh -huh. um, the, the, the huge end raid boss monsters where even you know something like Ragnaros where forty people are taking it on and it's still bigger than all of them. Yep. Uh, Marvel heroes, especially kind of like the public quests, are, are built off of these small, oh, kind of like small time enemies. Um, that a lot of people can just kind of beat on, and I, right. I always thought it was real funny to see, like, especially in, like the first little, the first zone to see Electro pop out 
And to just see 12 people just smashing on him. Like, this guy would never survive Spider-Man, much <laughs> less all 12 of these heroes just going to town. So when you talk about, like, a specific zone of these high-level, like, heroes who know what their business is, um, what kind of threat are they going up against? So the first raid involves Surtur, who is a 1,000-foot-tall demon. So uh, size, excellent. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so as you can tell, we're already on the right track. You know, the uh, it, you, we've got it, it's a lot of the uh, the bosses and the encounters revolve around his realm in his realm in Asgard. It's part of he's he, he's in one of the realms of Asgard, and uh, and so a lot of his his commanders and his minions are are part of this raid. So uh, a lot of that is kind of. Um, there's, there isn't a lot of documentation with that part of the IP, so we were able to work closely with Marvel to kind of, you know, expand that and, and, and customize it in such a way that it makes some really unique and exciting encounters. And, uh, and so we're really excited about that. Surter is massive. He's massive in the game. We've done some really neat tricks, just like they do with World of Warcraft when they have giant enemies. We've been, done similar kind of things to them. Uh, a few twists and turns here. You, you, he is... Like I said, a thousand feet tall. So we actually pull the camera back, so your guy gets a little bit smaller, and uh, and you're kind of fighting him, and he's like this giant demon on the side of this cliff, and he's swinging his sword, and it like takes up the entire platform, and people run around, and et cetera, et cetera. So it's very much like a raid, like you would see in WoW or anything else. Uh, I started raiding in EverQuest, and so the uh, it, it's similar kind of themes. I, I heard of, about that. I don't envy you. I, <laughs> I, I do a I do a separate podcast just based on MMOs with a with a good friend of mine that we've been gaming together for years, and that, those horror stories from EverQuest. I'm I am okay. definitely not the person that would have gotten up for a 3 a.m. call on like a, I did. on a monster who had just showed up. So that's. Yeah, it is. It is crazy. It is. It was. That was. That was a bit extreme. And then I did a lot of raiding in WoW. Uh, they uh, and so they're very similar to the type of encounters we can do. We it's some differences, obviously, because we have different perspective and a little bit different gameplay. Uh, but we and we've done a bunch of things, mechanic things, to kind of uh, introduce new types of things you can do in a raid. And we're really excited about it. And I think that uh, it really is going to shine. There is no doubt in your mind that this is a raid type of encounter. The bosses are really tough. They have mechanics that are fairly complicated. It's, you know, this is our first raid, so there is some of the don't stand in the fire kind of lessons that <laughs> people. But the, the uh, this uh, is but, fire. Don't stand yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but you know this. The, I, I think that overall, it's we've got some really neat mechanics and some really clever things uh, uh, that will hopefully give people a lot of fun play for the next few months. So as an action RPG, and I mean heading into these big fights where people have to be coordinated and people have to get around, um, how, what kind of things did you guys have to have to do to kind of get around the kind of three-class system of having, you know, like a tank and damage and a healer? Because the, the heroes that I've played with haven't really had a, a healing component outside of, like, the shield health packs. Right. Um, or like the 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 elixirs you can cut, you can you can craft that kind of up your health and that kind of thing. How do you get around that for something this big where I you have to think that healing has to be some part of this? 
Yeah, absolutely. We uh, we don't have the the holy trinity of tanking, DPS, and, and healing. Uh, it didn't really even make sense in the Marvel Universe. They don't have heroes that stand back and heal the others. Yeah, no, exactly. Everybody's always <laughs> up in somebody's face. Even, yeah, exactly. even you know, your classic, I mean, and he's in the game too, Doctor Strange. I mean, he's out there, you know, with the eyes of an, uh, Mago and, and getting stuff out there and you know, taking care of business. Yeah, exactly. So everybody is responsible for their own health, which is something that's very different about our raids compared to other raids. However, there's a lot of gear in the game, especially as you get later on in the end game, where there are things that you can do a lot of heals when you hit or uh, cause health orbs to spawn or things like that that, that go beyond just the med pack things. There's, uh, so uh, there's a bunch, and now in the Omega system, there's uh, some, uh, some uh, abilities. I'm going to coin the term right now, Omega abilities. Some new <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> that uh, I'm that allow you to that heal. Okay. <laughs> so it, that make healing more effective and stuff. Oh, when you make a when you drink a med pack, it'll be you know at six thousand extra points of healing or you know things like that that uh, that can really go a long way to to uh, you know putting healing in the game and making it a mechanic. So uh, there's a lot of things like I said in the end game that people uh, actually. Uh, itemize around trying to to get those things that combined with skills and a whole bunch of stuff allows everybody to have a, you know a decent chance of survivability in these encounters how long is it going to take somebody who's uh, not starting but like you know closer to kind of that end game closer to the raids to kind of get geared up for for one of these encounters is this something that obviously like I, you know there's there's a lot of kind of planning that goes into this um, is this something that you think a random group could take on um, or is this going to require yeah I, obviously there's you know get out of the fire you, you're kind of responsible for your own healing um, how long is it going to take somebody who's just kind of coming into this to to be able to to, to handle Surtur uh well, it, it'll probably take a little while for them to get to handle Surtur because there are other encounters before that. But the, uh, uh, you know, I think that it won't take that long to gear for everybody to gear up. We have uh, a bunch of ways that you can get to the end game at this point fairly quickly to level cap with a particular hero. In a, you know, if you play a decent amount, you can get there in a week. You get some on your way. We've introduced something called legendary quests in the game, and these legendary quests are probably the most efficient way to level after you've completed the story. And they send you all over the game. They send you to different modes. Uh, there's a bunch of different end game activities we can do. We have this X defense mode where you defend the X mansion through a series of increasingly difficult waves. We have Midtown Manhattan, this never ending mode of of ambushes and surprises and and, uh, and a whole bunch. A whole bunch sure, of uh, a whole bunch of uh, uh, supervillains group up and appear, and you know things like that. So doing these legendary quests not only gives you a lot of experience for completing one, but then also gives you something called Odin marks. And Odin marks allow you to buy a whole bunch of buffs and things like that. This was part of our patches having to do with Asgard that we did in the winter time, and added runes and rune words and things like that, as well as blessings on your. Uh, on some of your items and and including these legendary items so really you'll be ready for raids once you have a legendary item red legendary okay. item you can do probably you can if you play a decent amount you can get a legendary item in a week so you should be ready for raids at the level cap within a week and then you know then you're ready 
It is a, there are going to be two versions of the RAID. The, the RAID is launching with one version, uh, and then there'll be the cosmic difficult version of the RAID launching in a few weeks. And um, they, the intent is that the, the normal version is going to be, uh, it, you can queue for it. So you, you, you put yourself in the queue, and you can go and you can play, and once your queue is ready, it teleports you to the instance, and, uh, and you can play with this you know, pickup raid group. Uh, and you know, it may be rough for the first couple of days as people kind of figure out some of the encounters, but eventually people will understand are. what to do, and, uh, and, and they'll be able to kind of, it's kind of like the LFG system from WoW, where, where people get together and they can do kind of the, the, the normal version of the raid, and then we have the difficult version coming in a week, the difficult version will take more coordination and better geared people, but doing the kind of normal version will, you know, gear you up enough that you will be ready to take on that when that comes out. Wow, so that cosmic version's coming a week after? Uh, I don't know. Uh, don't quote me on that. Okay. It, it, may, it, may take me, it, may, it may take a couple weeks, but it, it is... Man, you guys you know, are crazy. It, it, it'll be in the anniversary month. I, I can almost guarantee it. Okay. And how, just in the future, like obviously he's the first raid you guys are working on. There's there's other stuff that you're planning. Um, is that obvious? I, it would be way too much to ask, especially with like, you know, a character a month and that stuff being added every month to get one so soon. But uh, how, how, far in the, how far in the future are you guys planning um, like the, you know, for the next raid and kind of the one after that? What kind of timeline are you looking at? Uh, well, you know, we hope to have at least one more raid this year, uh, and so I think that uh, it's, you know, we'll have to see from there. We have a lot of plans, <laughs> and sometimes these plans drag out longer than we would like to, but it's only because we're, you know, super ambitious with all of the things we've added. Like, one of the things you guys asked earlier was how much have we added to the game, and, uh, you know, kind of running through a small list uh, let me think. PvP, we've added these legendary quests, rune words, cosmic items, uniques. Uh, we've added endgame modes like uh, X-Defense and Midtown Manhattan and the Hollow Sim. Uh, we've added, uh, it's a long, long list. New, brand new story content, new chapters, new, you know, uh, different, you know, the uh, normal, heroic, and super heroic versions of the storyline. Uh, there's, it's just on and on. Oh, one of the things we've been doing is we've gone back and revamped all of the old heroes, not all of them, but we're in the process of going back and revamping all of them. About half the heroes now have skills up to level 52 instead of just up to 30. So uh, there's, and so we've, we've gone back and made just tons and tons of changes. I've listed probably 10 things right there. And we're doing a hero a month on top of all that stuff, and so that you know you can see that our changes are quite rapid. Uh, we have quite a few plans for this fall. We have, um, uh, like I said, some great story stuff coming up. Uh, we're going to be making some improvements to PvP and uh, and uh, and many other things that we have planned uh, that we're very excited about. Any chance we'll see another Guardian of the Galaxy outside of Rocket? Oh, I think it's a very high chance. Okay, good. Star Lord for sure. Oh, excellent, excellent. Okay, <laughs> good, good. Says guys, you know, we gotta get some help there. Maybe, maybe Groot further down the line. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm a huge Rocket fan, so they, you know, you, I, I, I liked, I liked that Rocket's been there since the beginning. Um, that's, <laughs> right. I, there's a very special heart, a very special place in my heart for Rocket, and just because, not just because he's a Raccoon, because he just doesn't take any guff from anybody, despite yep. the fact that he's a kind of an anthropomorphic talking Raccoon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's he's my uh, most played hero. I, I play him the most. Uh, and uh, one of the changes that we're making, actually, in this uh, in Marvel Heroes 2015, is that Rocket Raccoon will be one of the free available characters on the starting screen now. Awesome. Okay. So that that's an that's in addition to the ones that are already there. To your, yeah, your Daredevil, Daredevil, that was Scarlet really another change that we made. We added a whole bunch of heroes to that that screen. I don't know. There's like a dozen now, or something that you can choose. Oh, from. fantastic! Oh, okay, cool. That yeah, that I haven't seen that screen in a very long, in almost a year. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that <clears throat> that actually goes right into something that I wanted to ask. A lot of the stuff that you've been talking about sounds like it's um, it's you know great for people who have already put a lot of time into the game. And that you know that content needs to be there because there, there's people that have been playing it for a year now, but somebody like me that I've got it downloaded, I'm ready to play. What kind of stuff can I expect to you know kind of more on the front end of things that are you know kind of that I don't have to get through and get legendary items and and stuff like that? What are, what are some of the benefits that I get by jumping into Marvel Heroes 2015 as opposed to jumping in a year ago? Uh, there's quite a few. We redid the beginning of the game. Uh, there's a new introduction, and you fight Black Cat right off the bat instead of, I think, the old first quest. is you. It was like a solo experience in the raft. Hmm. Uh, we changed the raft to a grouped experience so you can, uh, you can play with other people through the raft. Uh, and then you start out in kind of a little section of... Manhattan, and there's a heist going on, a bank robbery, and so you uh, you uh, you go and foil that with Black Cat. So it's kind of a it's you're right right away. You're kind of feeling like an MMO. So you'll see other people out there, kind of milling about. That's a big change. Like I said, there's I don't know. I think I think a dozen characters to choose from now instead of I think we had five or four or something at the beginning. Uh, so uh, you know there uh, there are other changes. Um, the leveling is much more rapid than it used to be. Uh, there's a lot of things to do once you beat the storyline. The storyline's much smoother. Uh, you can do the story quests on all of your avatars instead of an, an account basis. Uh, there's, um, I don't know, there, there are a lot of changes that would impact you immediately. Uh, and uh, a lot of changes. It's a much slicker experience than it used to be. Very cool. Yeah, I could definitely attest to that. That just the. Uh... In you know, like I said, in kind of jumping back between the the Hulk, um, uh, beating people down to uh, you know I was running up Cap and Gambit uh, this weekend mainly. Uh, that 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 beginning experience all the way up until at least you know I, I've taken those guys through chapter three. It does seem to to kind of move a lot smoother and uh, and kind of flow into place better. And I did like that the that Black Cat kind of shows up early and it, and it does kind of explain why she's there at another point in the beginning too so you guys kind of yep. connecting that was nice yeah uh there are other things that you can do now right off the bat you don't have to actually play the storyline at all anymore uh you can start out by doing some of the game modes like hollow sim or uh you, there are other things that you can do so it, it isn't really? just yes so there's oh. 
So there are other activities right off the bat that you can do that you don't even have to, you don't have to do the story if you don't want to. There's advantages to doing the story. Some of the rewards and things like that are, are you get some extra power points and stuff like that. Uh, so that, that, that's nice. But the, um, but at the same time, there's, uh, you know, you have, you have an option right off the bat now as before that wasn't, that wasn't available. One other change that we're making here on the anniversary that just reminded me of this is that, uh, that speaking of PowerPoints, is that we're giving people a whole bunch more PowerPoints now. So there's going to be even more builds and more customization on your on your hero. As you level up now, your total amount of PowerPoints won't be one per level. It's like sometimes it's one, and then as it goes on, you get two, and then maybe later it's three or something like that. I don't oh, remember. Oh, that's the awesome. Okay, yeah, because right now it's at it's two per level and it's a straight two per level. So right, yeah. it, it allows it, it, you know. So you know, I've, you know, with cap, it's obvious where you're keeping you know the shield bounce maxed out, but otherwise sure. it's kind of hard to to, to kind of jump between them every level. So with right. more than more than two, that's kind of cool. Yeah, there. I think that there now it's like an an extra. There are 164 total points you get now. I think uh, as you as you as you level up to get to 60. Once you're at 60, you'll have earned 164. So that's, that's, all, oh, that's a lot awesome. of customization there. That is way awesome. I bet I'm looking forward to continuing to level my heroes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, like a. And, and I mean this 100% sincerely. Like the, the, I was very surprised when I looked at my Steam clock this weekend and saw that I had put uh, 12 hours back into this. You know, I'm. I, I think you know I love RPGs the most, so usually the protagonist is me. But the uh, I, I'd say probably Link uh, is probably my favorite. Uh, it is you know that that is character that I loved from the very first Zelda game. Uh, I just you know I've loved that series for a very long time. I think they've done wonderful things. Uh, and I don't know. Even though it's kind of traditional and and kind of you know ridiculous, I do like the rescue the princess and feeling heroic. Um, same time, it may be the dot from Adventure on the twenty six hundred. I think maybe my second favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I I love the weird out there, the ones that go out there for that. That's fantastic. The dot from Adventure. Okay, what was? Having never played Adventure, what was special about this dot? Uh, well, it was kind of the very first, my first exposure to a, a RPG on, on on a console. Uh, the twenty six hundred had this one of the very first cartridges that that, that were that was available for the system, and you were just a, you know, I mean, the Atari had I don't know, like it was, the pixels were. 40 pixels by 30 pixels or something like that, you know, so it's like... It's, it's a very it's, large, ugly screen. It was yeah, like... <laughs> so, so you, know, you got your choice of being a dot or a dot, you know, different color dots. So the... Uh, the And so 
you could do things, and it was an adventure where you picked up, you know, a sword and you went around and beat dragons and stuff like that. Uh, but it had the, one of the very first Easter eggs ever, uh, in which you could go and pick up this bridge and go through this maze, and the maze was was very dark. You could only see slightly around you, and uh, and so then you put the bridge in this special place and allowed you to cross this invisible wall and pick up this pixel and go drop it across this other particular place or whatever, and then you get to go through this this wall and the credits for the people that made the game was on, the, uh, I, I guess it was one person, that made the uh, the game was on the other side of this kind of line that you put this really tiny pixel across. So it was like one of the very first Easter eggs of all time, really so solidified. That's, that's, where the, that's where the John Romero head comes from, obviously. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It was a kind of an homage to that, 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 uh, that, that particular uh Easter egg. So anyway, th- that kind of thing was really th- that was the real t- first time I felt like I was a hero in a video game, and that that that's why I love that. That, that was my one of my favorite game on the twenty six hundred. Perfect. Okay, next question. Flipping the coin. Who is your favorite antagonist? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, you know, obviously, I have a very soft spot for Diablo, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, I I think that I really liked I really liked the Lich King and WoW. I um, I think that you know, Mother in Metroid. Uh, there, there's a few that I think that that are up there. Um, it, that's a good enough answer. <laughs> <laughs> Third question: um, What's your least favorite theme or trope in video games today? What would you kind of like to see uh, go away in the future? Uh, just the way that women are portrayed in the games. I think it's ridiculous. Uh, you know, I think that. Uh, this is something that I've been trying to be conscious of for a very long time. You know, Diablo had female characters in it, and, and when I think that gaming should be for everybody, it's not just a shouldn't be just for men. Uh, and and uh, you know, I, I I think that we still are kind of it's not just video games; it's entertainment in general. Have just they still objectify women way too much. I think that I would really like to see us move past that and make real protagonists that that are female, and you know I think that's important. I personally, I have four daughters, so this is very important to me. <laughs> I want them to grow up playing video games where they feel like a hero and they aren't being told that they're the the damsel in distress. And uh, we can get past that. We can make better games than that. And uh, and so we've been trying to do things even here in Marvel Heroes. Like even if we have a costume, let's say. Black Panther is one of the characters in it. We have the Shuri skin that you can buy that allows you to play basically as kind of the female Black Panther. And so that, that you know, that's something that we're very aware of. We have Lady Deadpool. We have Lady they, Loki. We have Loki. Uh, that was the one Shuri. that kind of stuck out. I, I showed my wife that one. I was like, man, these, that's really cool. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I play with my wife all the time. And so that, you know, this, this is something that she really wants in the game as well. And she feels that, uh, she can have a lot of influence on me to put in. So, uh, the, uh, 
All it takes is lining said, up you know, girls going, Daddy, please. It's like... <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had the, the you know, the Amazon in, the, in Diablo 2. We've had, you know, I mean, it's like this is something that is that has been a part of my history all along. It's something that I believe that uh, there should be a much more equality, and the story should be about everybody and not particularly just men. Absolutely. Um, fourth question, you kind of answered this. Uh, we're just going to get it on record. Um, your favorite Marvel character? Oh, uh, well, I mean, it depends. It depends on what you're talking about. Well, let's you're go, talking let's... about... Let's just go like like in the license in general. Oh man! Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's like any any other. All the name your favorites. It's they're, like they're well, it depends children. on my the time <laughs> of day and what mood I'm in. So the um, uh, I I've read a lot of X Men. I read a lot of Hulk. Uh, my favorite probably series was Deadpool Cable, uh, and. And so there, I, I go back and forth. I love a lot of the galactic stuff uh, from Annihilation, Annihilation Wave to the uh, to War Kings, and I uh, love Guardians of the Galaxies and stuff like that. So I don't know. It's just kind of flavor of the month almost uh, of for what what I'm enjoying the most. Um, I'd say probably I have the softest spots. I mean, I used to really be a massive Spider-Man fan. Uh, but as I grow older, I'm not as angst-ridden as I once was. Uh, so, uh, that, you know, that's not quite – I don't relate to him as much. Now I see that in my teenage daughters, and that, so that's, <laughs> that's their current favorite. But the, uh, uh, so, uh, you know, I think that lately I've been enjoying Rocket Raccoon and the Guardians of the Galaxy the most. Excellent. Uh, all right, you're you are far and away already living the dream. Uh, if there was a chance to live a second dream, to do something else, um, what other profession would you like to try? I've often thought about uh, you know what I would do if I wasn't doing video games, just because it changes all the time. At one point, I was I said, yeah, I would have maybe been a chef. Uh, and, uh, then I think, well, maybe I would make movies or be a writer or, I don't know, be a bum. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is the first time bum has come up as a, as a possible answer choice. I salute you, sir. <laughs> so, uh, I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know why I would be. The thing is that I am a very unusual person and then the, when I was in sixth grade, I taught myself to program, and the moment that I was able to make my first game, I knew exactly what I wanted to do for the rest of my life, and I really haven't thought about seriously at all uh, doing anything else but this. I just love this. I love the industry. I love what I do. I love uh, entertainment, and, uh, and I love making games and the challenge of making games. So, uh, again, you know, I think that, that it, it, there there. The other dream really doesn't exist for me, and I, you know, I fantasize about. Well, if I had any athletic ability at, ever, at all, I'd be a baseball pitcher. But you know, I, 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 I'm terrible at athletics. But I can dream the dream that someday I'd be, you know, a famous baseball pitcher. That's, that's it, man. It's all, it's all dreams. That's all right. That's <laughs> really, like, it would be. That, that's exactly what the question is. Anyway, it's just, it's just a dream because, like, right now you guys are doing. You were doing exactly what so not only what so many people want to do, but you're doing it so well. 
So there's I, to to expect you to have a second profession on on hold <laughs> just in case it would be a lot of, for me to ask. So they, that's why we kind of go with the truth. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I have a wicked knuckleball. <laughs> Slow and steady to the plate. It's like <laughs> uh, I don't even know if I could ever throw one, but <laughs> I can dream I can. That's right. That's right. Um, this Okay, so now this is a new question to the end game. Um, have you, All right. Have you, um, I'm still trying to figure out a way to, to word this properly, so bear with me. Um, have you ever seen Escape from L.A.? Yeah, and Escape from New York. Perfect, okay. The end of Escape from L.A., um, Snake Plissken um, has access to and uses a device which basically EMPs the entire planet. You've been given a warning that that's going to happen tomorrow. What mm-hmm. game do you play tonight? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Man. Um... I guess this is an unusual way of asking what's your favorite game of all time. Uh, I don't know. That, that's a great question. Uh, you know, I, I hate to say sound dorky and say Marvel Heroes. Cause, cause that's <laughs> easy to um, and I'm not going to say Diablo. I'm going to say I'm going to say EverQuest. Okay. That's very unusual. I mean, I know that a lot of people hate that thing, but I have so many nightmares and so many wonderful stories out of that game. It was the most incredible and most miserable experience I've ever had. I cried, I laughed, I et cetera, et cetera. It was the most gut-wrenching and most wonderful thing that I had ever played at that time. I, I, I'm completely there with you. Like I said, you know, the earlier I had my time in WoW, I did a four-and-a-half-year stint. So I'm. I know what you're doing. I know what you're saying. That's that. I would definitely be up there too. Okay. Awesome. That's an excellent first answer. So first answer to that question, EverQuest, brings us to our final question. Um, at the end of our lives, when we come to the gates of the Mushroom Kingdom, and Toad approaches us with the Book of Our Deeds, what would you like him to say to you? That I was a good dad. Amen. Hell yeah! Okay, perfect, done. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's having having three of my own. That yeah, I could I could deal with that and only that if that's what I was given. Yep. yep. Yeah. Well, that's it. You pass. Not since uh, you know, not since the, the the Dark Wanderer shoved a spike in his head has somebody done so well at this final <laughs> test. So. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, David, we just want to thank you so much for sitting down and talking to us about Marvel Heroes 2015. If you could send us out by letting the listeners know where they can go to find out more information about Marvel Heroes 2015. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we can. You can just go to marvelheroes.com, and uh, there, you can download from there, create accounts, do everything you want to. Uh, you can... We have stuff where you can follow us on Facebook, or you can. Uh, we, we have a Twitter account called MMM Society, uh, and so uh, those are all places that you can get the latest information. All right, hold on. Overtime question, because it just—I don't know why this hasn't oh. occurred to me before. Um, Here it comes. We. This is 2014. We are going to be playing Marvel 2015. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> Days of Future Past. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, it's, <laughs> it feel really weird playing Marvel 2014 yeah, and 2015. So that's... It's like Madden. Okay, I get you. Okay. Yeah, it's like Madden. You can think of it like Madden or Microsoft Office or something like that. They they come out with the version or even Cars. They come out with the 2015, 2015 model, you those know, that, even when it's in 2014. So. Those are I'm going to stay away from the... I'm going to stay away from the Microsoft one because I'm not sure that I want to play Marvel Heroes Vista. <laughs> we are only going with numbers. That's okay, good. So 2015, 2015 coming out. When you hear this, it should be out already. Yes. Perfect. All right. Awesome. End of overtime question. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you once again, David. It was great talking to you and uh, wish you the, the best in continuing to Proceed at the crazy pace that you are in adding heroes and all the, the just nuts things that you're doing. So keep up the good work. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for, for, thanks for the time, guys. No problem. Thank you for showing up. <laughs> <laughs>